Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. For this Monday, November the 21st, 2022, we got about five or six more weeks. Well, five more weeks to Christmas, right, Ed? Uh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, close to that. It's less than five weeks, right? I, my bad, winter solstice. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, that's that's what I, I know, was. Not everybody celebrates that holiday I just mentioned, so yes. I want to be inclusive. But everybody, happy, happy season to you. Yeah, whatever you may celebrate. Uh, <laughs> I noticed how these people who don't particularly like it being called Christmas, they don't mind taking off on no, that on, on that day, and they don't mind gifts being bought for them right. for that on that day. You ever notice that one? Uh, all right, we uh, hope you have you're going to have a great uh, celebration with your family for Thanksgiving uh, 2022. Fred Jackson with me. And joining us in studio, in studio for a few moments is our brother Abraham Hamilton III. Abe normally joins us on Wednesdays and may yet join us on Wednesday, but we had him uh, in in studio today. To uh, he's a constitutional lawyer, and he's also host of the um, Hamilton Corner each afternoon, five to six o'clock Central Time, right here on American Family Radio. What'd you think about the uh, the election? The mm-hmm. the, the there wasn't a big red wave. Now, I heard you commenting on this, that you didn't anticipate a red wave necessarily, right? No. I, I, or you I, were cautious, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I was, I was cautiously, I won't say optimistic, I was cautious uh, because just it's just mathematics. You know, really, in the midterm election cycle in the U.S. Senate, there were only 13 Democrat seats that were up for re-election versus 20 Republican seats. Every uh, two years, a full third of the Senate is up for re-election. The founders didn't want there to be massive overhaul of the Senate, so it was only a third. Uh, so you know, the Republicans had far more terrain to defend right. than the Democrats. Then when you see the states that were up, like Washington State and Oregon and California and Illinois, uh, those states are not voting for Republican U.S. senators. So in, in earnest, I really only thought there was potential, potential, for maybe four seats at maximum to be flipped. And of those four, I thought only maybe two could be. Uh, what were flipped. the four states you uh, thought might? Uh, Arizona had a chance. Right. Um, Nevada, there was a chance. Well, I saw um, he led for two months. Exactly. And he ended up losing by what, two? By a, a point. Yeah. Right. I thought there was maybe a chance in Colorado and then Georgia. Georgia, you we know, don't know yet. Georgia, yeah. we still don't know. That still may end up being a Republican flip, but I didn't think four of those would go down. At most two, I thought. At most two. And, you know, since in Nevada you don't have election day, you have election season. And <laughs> Arizona, no election day, election season. And it's remarkable that once election season starts, often early on you have Republican leads and then counting, 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 counting. And magic. Democrats win. I've never seen an extended election season <laughs> with a pause in counting for whatever reason result in a Republican win. But that that being said, um, I think the combination of the red print from Florida should Republicans endeavor to expand what Ron DeSantis did in Florida sets up pretty well for 2024 where 
Mm-hmm. 33, I'm sorry, where there will be 20 Democrat seats up in the U.S. Senate versus the, only 13 for Republicans. The Democrats uh, have to be more worried, I think, uh, about you – know, they were probably worried about the red wave hitting uh, on Election Day, but I think they're more worried for the reasons you – some of the reasons you laid out about two years from now mm-hmm. because you're going to have – a uh, who knows who's going to be their presidential candidate. It's no, it won't be Biden. This is Tim talking, and I'm making a prediction here. But I don't think there's any way. And I, I, I seriously doubt whether Biden will make it through the next two years because he is he's really going downhill uh, yeah. mentally and uh, physically. Yeah. Uh, with uh, for for some reason, namely, he's getting old. <laughs> right. He's nearing eighty. Right, he's about yeah. eighty years old. Yeah. So um, that happens to all of us if we live long enough. Uh, so he he, but I don't know what the Democrats are going to do because Kamala Harris, his vice president, Ooh. she, I know, <laughs> she's not ready for prime time. Uh, in fact, uh, she's not even ready for a ball. You know, she's still <laughs> on the high school team politically. We're talking about the person who didn't even get one percent of Democrat yes, primary votes right. in the presidential primary right. of twenty twenty. Talking about her, uh, she. So I, I don't know. So that's what I'm saying is that's a big um, situation for the Democrats that they're going to have to deal with. And then you mentioned they're going to have twice as many incumbents mm-hmm. in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And if we go into a uh, recession, which a lot of people, including Jeff Bezos, are predicting. I don't know what that looks like exactly. I just know it's a downturn in the economy that's substantial and noticeable, and everybody feels it. That uh, you know, you you could have that at play, and the, the Democrats could. He, I'm just saying the Democrats, I think, have much bigger problems two years from now than than the Republicans had this time. That's yeah, my thoughts. The, and the board is set for it, and you have the the turnout factor when you have a, in a presidential election cycle, uh, and so should the 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 wonders of the first two years of Mr. Robinette Biden's presidential term continue over What's for the it? next. What's that? Is that his name? That's his name, Joseph what? Robinette Biden. That's Robinette, like how you spell that? Robin, then E T T E, like Batman. Yes, like R O B I N E T T E is his middle name. Pow. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Mr. Robinette. You didn't know that. Wham. <laughs> I didn't actually know that. You know what no, 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 the no, Joseph no. R. Abe, Abe gets what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, Can I, let me ask uh, Abe a huh? question here. Zap. Zap. Zowie. <laughs> Zowie. All right, so. Um, Abe's got about three or four minutes left here. All right, so la- I guess last question, and this this shouldn't take long, but uh, a lot of us are uh, are suspicious of the way elections are held. Is the, you know, in terms of you, you can start voting six weeks in advance or same day registration. So it seems like it's difficult to tell, you know, be able to validate who's actually on the rolls, and who isn't. So those kinds of frustrations, we have listeners all over the country. All right. Is the only option uh, between nationalizing, federalizing elections so that every state is under the same rules and regulations uh, or as opposed to simply having to live through what your state decides 
they want to do and you have no way of challenging it. Those those are only two options? No. You, so as it stands, by God's grace, state state federal elections are administered at the state level. You have more opportunity to appeal to and lean on and pressure your local uh, representatives, state senators, state representatives, and instituting election integrity measures, as were as was done in Florida. Some other states tried to do other things of that nature, uh, but but the pressure has to be applied there. In addition to doing those things, you can work to be poll watchers. You can you can volunteer to sign up to be those who help participate mm. in the administration of our elections mm. instead of just being a person who just wait for the the other shoe to drop, so to speak, and then complain about the shoe having fallen. Uh, well, we can even now start preparing to be poll watchers, sign up to do the volunteer work so that we can participate in maintaining that integrity. How come Florida is the third most populated state in our country after California and Texas, (laughs) and they get their voting done by midnight (laughs) or or sooner, except sometimes Broward County. Not not this go-round. Not this go-round. How how is that possible? And then Nevada and Arizona, half the size, not even half the size of Florida – Goes on and on and on and on. I tell you, uh, can I answer my own question? Well, you sure can try. <laughs> All right. Uh, I I think Florida does this. Uh, they count their absentee balance with they are their mail-in votes, however you want to. The votes that are done prior to election day, they count them as they go along. They have to, huh? Seems to me. Uh, and so. They don't wait to let them pile up in the, in the, in the in the closet know, in the closet back there, or the potato chips, or the you know the <laughs> the, the big room back there. Uh, you Democratic know, headquarters. That's where they pile. <laughs> up. Oh, Fred! Oh, Fred! That's Fred Jackson. Boy, oh, after I've seen which one they are week. tossed out on the uh, side of the road. Yeah. So a uh, recollection denier, Fred. Uh, so uh, they must do that. I don't know. The, they do something that should be followed by every state, so that we can get this wrapped up on election on election day night. And there's no there's no reason why it shouldn't be. I mean, um, and, and to be to be, and frank, I would think this would be a bipartisan. It should be support for this. And, and we point to Florida, but honestly, forty five, forty six other states do too. Yes. It's only the same three or four states every year to have this backlog problem. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada. Who else? Yeah, yeah, yeah I tell you, I don't know. Do you do you know any the answers to the how they count so fast in Florida and not in not in uh, Arizona? You lived in Arizona, right? Yes, I did. Okay, <laughs> but no, I do not. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any explanation for it. I I, I just I, I don't. It's a, to me, it is incomprehensible. It is. It's embarrassing for the state. I would imagine people who live there are should be embarrassed, and the people who are in charge should be embarrassed because they're slovenly. Okay, they're incompetent, and 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 that's what it looks like. That's what on it the looks outside. Like. It looks like they they cannot take care of business. You know, you mentioned Arizona, <clears throat> Carrie Lake, who was the Republican in that very well known TV anchor. Uh, she tried to get her Democratic opponent, who is now the uh, governor of the state, Hobbs. Hobbs is the Secretary of State. <laughs> Carrie Lake said, "You know, you're running against me." You're in charge of elections in Arizona. You ought to recuse yourself from that responsibility during the election campaign. And Hobbs said, no. The same Hobbs who refused to debate Carrie Lake throughout the entire Arizona election season. It kind of makes her decision not to debate Carrie Lake 
at least a bit interesting. Yes. That was another one because uh, Lake, Carrie Lake, again in the polls, had been up two or three percentage points uh, for several weeks now. Mm -hmm. uh, Oz, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, uh, had been up a couple percentage points. Uh, now, you know, leading up to the election, especially after the debate, but as you said, Ed, Pennsylvania – They'd already had a million and a half people vote before the debate even took place. Yeah, what's what's strange about that is— About which one? Ab about the difference between the polls and the final results is uh, the pollsters should be interviewing, surveying everyone. So it wouldn't matter if someone had already voted. The polls should be accurate enough to get a That's sense true. of where the voters are because it's not— it's not a matter of them only interviewing people who haven't voted yet. At least that would explain how all those uh, ballots, absentee ballots, might come in and swing the election and make it different than the polling outcome. If polls are accurate, they should have been getting everyone, whether they had already voted or not, and gotten the sense of where the electorate was. And and they were, again, once again, this is the third election in a row, uh, the, the polls were seriously off. Yeah, one other thing about that, and then we'll let Abe go here. I don't know why we're letting Abe stay if he's not going to participate in the next two minutes because Tim's going to talk. Uh, but I will talk anyway. It's a Tim talk. It's a t 18-minute Tim talk. <laughs> like Good it. one, Ed. Welcome to my Good Tim one, Ed. talk. Okay, if you take a uh, – let's just say that everything is on the up and up with these mail-in votes and the, and the counting after days – and everything like that, okay? Uh, let's just say that everything's honest with that. <clears throat> I, I, um, I think the reason for that is that Republicans, uh, Republicans generally want to go vote on Election Day. And uh, Democrats got freaked out by the pandemic more than Republicans, and so they did all they did a lot of early voting because they didn't want to go to the polls to get COVID. So <clears throat> now in Arizona, they've been doing mail-in voting for a long time. I yeah. mean, this isn't something new for them. Uh, but that's my again that without any uh, bad things going on, I just think that's probably what happens. I heard some people say, "Well, maybe you coming on this, and we'll let you go." Some people say, well, Republicans need to do a better job of early voting, okay? But I'm thinking to myself, how do you do a better job with early voting? You're, you're going to have to get people who wouldn't go to the polls on Election right. Day. Otherwise, that's not going to change the numbers any. Right. right? They're going to vote when it, eventually. When does it matter when, when it, you vote? Yeah. It just So now if you want the, the ballot harvesting the republicans need to get better at that <laughs> uh, in other words we need to be better republicans need to become better cheaters well it, it, i wouldn't say cheating but but <laughs> but, where, but where where ballot harvesting is legal and that I think is it's unethical it it's it, it's it, unethical it, and it's illegal in most places it, and you have some places where they know it's illegal but they're starting to let them do it anyway well because we said this uh after the election if you're not allowed to go to the polling precinct and campaign and try to convince someone who's waiting in line to vote. Why can you if, do it at their house? Why can you do it <laughs> the front, uh, on their front porch? <laughs> yes. Okay, fellas. Yes. I'm just saying I don't think it's unethical. 
to play by the rules of the law uh, if you're not creating false human beings. So if the Democrats want to go to the nursing home, and I guess, I guess it would be unethical for the Democrats to go, <laughs> go to the nursing home and tell tell all those people here, vote for this guy right here. Or oh, you don't get your pudding. Yes, yes. Now that would be unethical. I agree with that. That's what we're talking about here. But uh, Laurie Ingram said the Republicans need to start ballot harvesting at NASCAR races. Uh, <laughs> and college football games. College football you know games. what? That is interesting because when we were talking about yeah. the ballot uh, harvesting, I said, well, Republicans can't do that because it's you can't efficiently go down rural roads at, and, 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 and ballot right. harvest. Right. The Democrats do it in big cities because you go to neighborhoods. But going to football games mm-hmm. and NASCAR – that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Abe, go all on, right. brother. All right, thank go you and guys. be blessed and be warmed. And <laughs> all other things that the Bible tells us, favored. yes. And highly favored. Go and be highly favored. Get your highly favored back to your office and get ready for your show. All right. Uh, how long do we have, Brent? We have seven minutes. That's uh, seven minutes. You are listening to the uh, program today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. We thank you for joining us on this Monday. And it's uh, November the 21st. I, I do want to make a comment to, to all our listeners. I I am not, by my last comment, I was trying to be funny, implying that only older people like pudding. I like pudding as well. All right? So I just want to just make that clear before I start getting inundated by <laughs> hateful emails. There is no other co-host on American <laughs> Family Radio Network that has to apologize <laughs> for what I just as much as Ed. as much as I do, I, I, I want to also apologize for what I said earlier about beets. Ed, All those beet farmers you need to out learn there. from President Trump. Okay, you're never wrong, and you never apologize. I've been married for forty years. Okay. Apologizing has become second nature I know, to me. Right? Huh? Let me apologize. So get up in the I morning, did. leave for work, kiss Diane, and say, "I just want to apologize That's right. for whatever I'm going to do by noon, even though I'm not even here at the house." Have a, have not really a, sure what I'm apologizing for, but it is yes, my fault, and I'm sincere. Yes, it's oh. a blanket. Oh my word! Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, we got the. Uh, you know. We got uh, the. When, when does the primary season start? I'm talking about the actual go to the polls. I think primaries start uh, the the election year, mm-hmm. uh, like January. a year from January. Yes. Yeah. So when President Trump, you know, announced that he's running for president, that is quite a bit before the rest right. of the field. I think. Yeah. Because you don't start going to primaries uh, until. Uh, January. Well, you have the Iowa caucuses, and then you have the uh, the, pro- the primary first primary in New Hampshire for the Democrats and the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. I I think I heard an interview last week uh, with uh, former Vice President Michael Pence, and he was talking about the president's speech the other night. But uh, he was asked about you know okay uh, when are you going to make your decision your announcement. He did not deny that he's going to make an announcement. He said right. he, he's going to spend time over, you know, this week, Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. And he said his family's going to get together and they're going to talk about it and pray about it. But I think very early in the new year, 
he will be one of the first uh, <clears throat> to throw his hat in the ring. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Big oh. time. Well, we got uh, uh, other possibilities would be Mike Pompeo, right? Oh, most definitely. Former uh, Secretary of State. Correct. For, Clinton, for Nikki Haley. Yeah. Former Senator. U.N. Ambassador. Yeah. Senator Tim Scott. Senator Tim Scott. Uh, uh, now, Haley and uh, Pompeo both work for Trump. Yes. And if they're going to go up against Trump, they better be ready for a new nickname. <laughs> huh? That's for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then we got, uh, who else? Pence might? There's a governor in Florida that might. <laughs> yes. Ron His name Pantis. escapes me. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Uh, Ron, this is where uh, woke goes to die, DeSantis. <laughs> That's, right. That's what he said the night of his uh, victory, uh, the governor of Florida. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, this is, <laughs> I thought it was a great line. This is where woke goes to die. Yeah. Uh, and so those names certainly are coming up as mm -hmm. possible. Uh, the governor of, of uh, Maryland, the Republican, he's a liberal Republican. What's his name? He just finished his time in office, uh, but he said he might run, you yeah. know. And I don't think he has a dog's chance, um, although some dogs do have chances. Yeah. Do you think Ted Cruz would but, uh, What's the fellow's name, the Republican? Uh, Larry, Larry Hogan? Hogan, yeah, yeah, Hogan. Do you think Ted Cruz will try again? No, I don't. He might. I don't. Uh, Ted Cruz is, is just built for the Senate. He's a he's a pit bull on the Senate side for conservatives, and I think he's more effective there than he would be uh, even as president. That's my view. But. So, uh, um, uh, Brent, what did you say? The uh, Hogan, uh, Ho Hogan, like Hogan's heroes. Well, I, I was just going to go there, and you just spoiled it. Oh, that I was, was your joke. His, and I was going to say I, his supporters could be called Hogan's heroes. Duly noted. That's but still that's, funny. Well, not you really. still you still cash. I just in want on, to apologize on, on, for I'm, my joke. I'm sure Governor Hogan. Hogan's heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Governor Hogan's never heard uh, jokes like that before. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> if if I ever met him and said something about that, I'm right. sure I'd get the. Hey, what about Christy Nome? Christy Nome, South Dakota. She that's, hasn't. That's. Yeah. I think that I think that state is too too small. For she, I think she's been a very good governor. I think she's more vice presidential material. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. And did you, and, did you mention Tim Scott? I did. I did. Senator because Scott. some people have talked about a DeSantis Tim Scott ticket. I think that would be dynamite. I think it would be. Mm. Yeah, that would be hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, and Tim Scott would make a, an excellent president after yes, eight he would years be. of DeSantis. Yes, or, or if you want to flip that around, but I think DeSantis has more momentum right now among conservatives uh, than anybody, including Donald Trump. Yeah. And I, I personally think that executives of one kind or another uh, can make a better case for being the chief executive. So governors... Americans traditionally like yeah. governors for, for the Cause you, pre you, presidency. You've in the past, you've you know you've balanced a budget, and so you could right. never mind. Right, right. When it comes to the federal government. Well, that was one of the attractions of Donald Trump too. I think he was a CEO of the Trump right. of the Trump Empire. So he, had he built things. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, all right. Our Monday here for today's issues is done. In the books. In the books. Ed wants to apologize. I just want to apologize. <laughs> For saying that our show is in the books. <laughs> I know that's offensive right, to many right. people. <laughs> Thank you uh, to Abe, uh, Robert Jeffress, and Stephen McDowell. 
And my thanks to Fred and Ed you and bet. Brent Creeley, our producer. And tomorrow, Fred, uh, Frank Turk's going to be on with you, right? Host Absolutely. Host. We're going to have a good time. Hosting Frank. the show. Yes. And we will not apologize. Yeah, Frank, Frank also <laughs> always has some great insights. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Take care. <laughs>